Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. This is late, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Toddy Rebel Nation, and welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Chuck, he's Yancey, and uh, whew, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, uh, man, in football, uh, <laughs> it looked like Lane Kiffin had his staff completed uh, when he added Terrell Buckley, uh, former FSU great, college Hall of Famer, been at Mississippi State the last four years. A Pascagoula native, 48 years old, 14 years in the NFL, a Super Bowl champ, uh, added him to coach, we are, are assuming, the cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, had it all settled. The 10 assistants were hired, and all of a sudden yesterday, uh, Freddie Roach, defensive line coach, decides to go back to his alma mater in Alabama just two days after Lane Kiffin had named him Assistant head coach, recruiting coordinator, bumped up his pay. We heard uh, another hundred thousand, almost to six hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, and Freddie bolted. Yeah, it's third time that Saban has come after him. What in three and a half years? So, you know, the Lions came after him, the Giants came after him, and and Saban three times. And odd timing, but um, you know, if you got someone that's having doubts about being there, it's 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 best for them to go on somewhere else. Yeah. And with him going interviewing, you know, maybe taking the Giants then Alabama, if if you know, he he needs to go somewhere else if this is not where he wants to be. Well this is this is going back to his alma mater and you gotta you know, you gotta give some credence sure. to that. But I'm surprised that, you know, Freddie uh you know, consented or whatever accepted the offer from Lane to be the assistant head coach, and then less than forty-eight hours later, he's he's out the door. That's did Alabama's D line coach just come open? No, after I don't that? think so. How, I don't think so. I think that Saban's going to shift around some people to make room for Freddie. Uh, right is what I heard. So we'll see. And now, so Lane is stuck with uh, uh, the task of trying to find a uh, defensive line coach and. Uh, 
I don't know which direction he's going. I've been told that uh, his brother, Chris Kiffin, uh, will not be a candidate right now, that maybe somewhere down the line, but, you know, he's going to be in the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. So, sure. Uh, sure do wish he would be a candidate. Yeah, you I do, too. Talk about a great fit. I do, too. And I, Working I, with his dad and brother, and, and, you know, his dad has taught Chris a lot of things through the years, and them being able to work hand-in-hand hand like yeah. that would have been – yeah. A really good fit. Well, we've been assured that that's not going to happen, though. So I don't know. Uh, Did they make another run at Bo Davis? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't have uh, any opinion on which direction he'll go, but uh, Bo Davis would seem like a viable candidate. Mm. And uh, then there's a guy named, um, well, how about the guy at Mississippi Colorado. State? Colorado. Uh, last year, Adams, um, he was a he was pretty good defensive line coach. I'm sure he's out there. He's in the market. And then the dude from Colorado, Brembaugh, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, who we were hearing we, when Freddie was thought to be leaving the Giants. Yeah, we were hearing his name some. So what's on tap brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home Monday night football on the huge screen, Oxford's most popular watering hole, 120 South 11th. Oh, never mind. You know where the library is. Everybody does. David Johnson will be on at 6.15. Talk recruiting with my man Yancey here and Mike Clement. Hitting coach at Ole Miss will be on at 6.30. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSPIRE linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSPIRE tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com mission. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. 
Visit FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Ken Moses, Mississippi Rebel Hotline. A little ZZ Top there. Uh, Billy Gibbons may be the coolest human being on the planet. Uh, little three-piece band from Texas. If you've never seen ZZ Top, my goodness, you're not a rock and roll fan. Uh, blues rock, good stuff. This winter, skip the waiting room and beat cold and flu season faster with C Spire Health. Just download the app and schedule a visit to connect with a trusted UMMC Clinician, right from your phone. Learn more at cspirehealth.com. Cspire, customer inspired. I think that's a pretty cool deal right there. Um, so, uh, Yancey, Kermit's, yep. Kermit's not going to be on tonight, but it's not because he's dodging interviews. He does not dodge interviews, even though the Rebels are on a four-game losing streak to in the SEC. They're 0-4. Uh, nine and eight overall, zero and four in the SEC. Lost another heartbreaker Tough against one, LSU man, Saturday. Like Arkansas is just total control, really, of the game in the mm-hmm. last four minutes. They went back to that isolation ball and just just couldn't score. Had one layup in the last four minutes, twenty three seconds left. Um, Tyree took it down for a uh, little layup, a quick layup to get it down to two. But just the last four minutes of these games, their offense is just going totally stagnant. Well, they're not letting Tyree touch the ball at the nope. end. And, and I mean, here, here's the deal, okay? Brian Tyree, 12 for 20 from the floor, 60%. Three from six, three-point line, 50%. Nine for nine, free throw line, 36 points. Okay? The rest of the team, 0 for 10 from the free throw line, 17 of 45 from the field, which is 37%. Blake Henson had 13 points, which is double figures, obviously, but he was 33% from the floor, 5 of 15. I mean, what did, what did, uh, some, what did Buffin do? Buffin had eight points. He was 50% from the floor, 0 for 4 from the free throw line, though. What did he do defensively? He some rebounds? Five rebounds. Five rebounds. So, yeah. so little, you know, he's playing a little bit better. Henson's playing a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean, it is – very uh, relied on Tyree right now. And when they're not getting the ball in these last few minutes, I mean, the Arkansas and LSU game, they had no business losing, let's be honest. You're 2-2 two and two in the SEC. Well, it's a whole here's, different the thing. here's the thing, though. There's no more. There's no firepower other than Tyree. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, that's, he's got to find some firepower. A lot of it's co- because of Schuller. Or he's all the coaching well in the year. world is not going to change things if he if he doesn't get find some more firepower somewhere. Yeah, yeah Schuller, Schuller, 2 for 7. 0 for 4, 0 for 3 from the free throw line, and two of those were 1 and 1s. I mean, those that's the difference he's in the He's had game. two or three good games where he started playing better a few games ago, but other than that, he's just it's kind of like TD's junior year, you know, when he was just cold all year. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of been the case with Schuler this year. All right, let's go to the control room. Mr. Jack Schultz, Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. 
It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. The Rebel basketball team dropped another heartbreaker at home to LSU on Saturday, falling to 9-8 overall, 0-4 in SEC play. It was two Rebels who did not play at Florida that had big games against the Tigers. Brian Tyree had his fourth career 30-point game, finishing with 36 points, four assists, and two steals. Hadim C. went for 10 points and six rebounds. Kermit Davis leads his team for a pair of road games this week. First, they travel to Knoxville for an 8 p.m. tip-off against Tennessee tomorrow. The Vols are 11-6 overall, 3-2 in conference play. Then on Saturday, the Rebels will face Georgia at 4.30 in Athens. Tom Crean's team is also 11-6, but just 1-3 in conference play. The women's basketball team is yet to find a conference win either. Coach Yo's team made an impressive effort at Missouri yesterday, erasing a 22-point deficit, but still lost. The Lady Rebels are 7-11 overall, 0-5 in SEC play. It's weird to think of January as being tennis season with the cold front rolling into Oxford, but the men's tennis team swept matches over Jackson State and Belmont yesterday. They hit the road to face Illinois this week, while the women's team opened their season against Memphis and UT Martin today. In track and field, Walid Suleiman ran the top NCAA mile time at the Vanderbilt Invitational over the weekend. In total, the Rebels won four individual events and recorded 10 NCAA top 20 marks. They are off to a great start this spring. That's the latest news around Ole Miss. Back to you guys. All right. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, good job as usual. Uh, going back to basketball, Yancey, uh, two away games in a row at Tennessee tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time at Georgia Saturday at 4.30. Two tough assignments. Obviously, UT's pretty darn good. I don't know how good Georgia is right now, but still playing on the road. It's uh, it's, it's going to be tough for this team. Uh I'm telling you, man, uh, Sammy Hunter didn't even play against uh, LSU. Um, He's not playing strong enough like Crowley. Um, uh, You know, those two, you were really thinking you were going to get, I don't know, a minimum 10, 12 combined points from them and, you know, Mm -hmm. five, six rebounds. You know, Austin's good good size, uh, 6'6", guard, um, you know, and then you look at – Sammy, 6'9", and, you know, really played well against, I think it was North Carolina and Duke, or, or you know, had double-doubles in both those games and the exhibition games. You just wonder how in the world um, he was able to do that back then. That was coming out of high school. So, you know, a, a couple guys not getting the production you expected out of them and the newcomers, and then guys like, you know, Henson and Buffett and, and, uh, and really – uh, the point guard there, um, Schuler, that's really put a a wrinkle in the in the plans. Yeah, no question. I, and uh, Van Chancellor, Hall of Fame coach, and one of my good friends was here over the weekend, and he went to the game. And I said, I said, Coach, uh, from a coaching perspective, what can Kermit do? He said, Man, there's, there's nothing he can do. He yeah. Said he's coaching his butt off and, and coaching that team. As good as he can coach them, had great plays lined up for him at the end. And they weren't they didn't carrying run, them out. They didn't run the plays, yeah. and you know, so he, he, these kids, these kids got to fall in line, or it's going to be a long season. Um, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight.
Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSPIRE linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSPIRE tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com mission. Avanakins Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakins Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with Avanakins Diamond because you know she's worth it. Avanakins Jewelers Store Downtown New Albany or VanAkins.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. For the next 10 minutes, we're going to do the uh, uh, what you always do in January, brother. We got David Johnson on here uh, and Yancey, the two recruiting gurus of Ole Miss football. And uh, you guys take it away. Yeah, David, uh, thanks for covering for me this past weekend, by the way. <laughs> I had a wedding uh, down in New Orleans. <laughs> And so I kind of okay. left you high and dry there, but it wasn't too big of a thing. But we had eight guys. Ole Miss did two midweek visits from the two transfers uh, from Temple and Georgia. Just talk briefly about those guys first. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, um, you know what it what it shows you. I think right off the bat is uh, Lane Kiffin and his staff are addressing needs, and obviously, uh, you know, we can start off with Kenny Yaboa. Okay, and uh, I got the accurate pronunciation on his name today from him. It is <laughs> I'm Yeboa. glad you did. I didn't know it. Well, uh, in my mind, I've been calling him Kenny Yeboa, and uh, <laughs> that kind of sounded fancy, but it is Yeboa. And um, I, I spent a, a good bit of time on the phone with him this afternoon, and uh, A, uh, he's going to be in Oxford by Thursday. Uh, 
there is no hang up or anything with him getting here. Just kind of a how the calendar fell with today being a holiday. He couldn't get all of his GRE, his graduate record examination stuff to Ole Miss on today because some offices were closed. That's going to happen tomorrow, and he should be on the Ole Miss campus on Thursday. Um, I'm most excited about him right now, to be quite honest with you. I think he's a kid who's played in a Temple offense that uh, honestly has not utilized the tight end very much, and uh, Ole Miss fans can identify with that, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um Lane Kiffin's offense and Jeff Levy's offense, those guys are going to utilize tight end position if history tells us anything. And um, I think he's a kid that, that that could possibly be a breakout candidate for a you know, newcomer of the year in the SEC and such as that. Uh, he's going to be utilized. He's going to have his opportunity. Look, he's big enough he can put his hand in the dirt and block. He's athletic enough that he can spread out and stretch the field. Uh, I'm not sure you couldn't have uh, – you know, drawing up a better uh, a better kind of player uh, to fit what they needed in this offense than uh, than Kenny. And um, and I, I tell you what, another thing. And Yancey, you talk to these recruits all the time, uh, just like I do. And uh, you know, you always just want to try to get a vibe on what kind of dude is he. Man, this guy is sharp. I'll tell you that much. Um, he is uh, very much focused on 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 his postgraduate studies. Uh, he thinks Ole Miss fits that bill extremely well. And this is a guy, I'm going to tell you, when he gets in here, I expect we'll see him a lot at the podium because he's so well-spoken. Uh, he's going to represent the program well. But uh, most importantly, I'm excited what I think he can do to that offense. Well, I had the opportunity at the wedding I was at. There's a big Georgia booster that's all into it, knew every inch of that Georgia roster, and he said that Otis Reese, he said the first thing you'll note about that is speed. He said the guy's extremely fast, that he just got caught behind. He got mono, I believe is what he said, his freshman year, and then came back, and another freshman had taken the spot, and he just got caught behind those guys, said he's going to be a really good player for Ole Miss. Let me ask you something, yeah. David. Do you think that they might take a third tight end, being that they don't have any guy on the roster that's ever called a pass for Ole Miss? Yeah, I, I think that's a possibility. I think there's room in this class to do that if they can find the right fit, um, uh, you know, such as Yeboa. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to take one just to have a body. Um, there, there are guys in that tight end room that, that Mike could help. Uh, I don't necessarily think that, uh, you would have, have identified any of those guys as the prime time guy at that position that you needed. And that's why you go out and get a transfer like that. Uh, but, but yeah, I could see that happening. I'm not totally convinced they won't go out and try to find an offensive tackle still this yeah. late in the game. Sure. Uh, I know they're kind of set with what they've got. They've got a room full of offensive linemen for sure. But, uh, you know, at this point, Yancey, I would think, Chuck, uh, that they're kind of, kind of pinning some hopes on maybe redshirt freshman Jeremy James kind of emerging as that third offensive tackle. I think you're going to see Royce Newman shift from left guard over to right tackle. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're going to see that happen. And, and Royce is more than capable of starting at right tackle. And that also opens up a path that Jalen Cunningham can get in and, uh, and uh, you know, start at left guard. So, uh, you know, But I, I struggle sometimes, other than Jeremy James, to find who that third tackle is going to be on that roster. And that's a big bet you're placing on just a redshirt freshman to be able to uh, – 
to come in and, and assume that role. I mean, he's won this fortune away from being in the starting lineup. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did that. Um, but uh, adding another tight end, I could certainly see. And going back to Otis Reese, uh, talking about him, you know, when he was a high school player, he was considered an outside linebacker, kind of played the safety position at Georgia. Um, but, uh, you know, Reese is a kid that, while he is going to help the Ole Miss program down the road, want to make sure to emphasize he won't be available this fall. He's got a year to set out, and then he'll have two seasons to play for the Rebels. Another interesting point, um, Eli Acker or Aker uh, from Columbus, uh, Mississippi, could be a guy that could, you know, is he strong enough, big enough right now? We thought of the same thing about Nick Broker, and he ended up being okay his freshman year. And then I think they still – what's going to happen with Robert Scott is Mississippi State. Uh, maybe they're kind of falling back. Florida State – uh, got a visit this weekend. A couple of crystal balls came to them, but that always happens during official visits. But I think that's going to be a big question mark, too. Can they hold on to Robert Scott? If they don't, Marcus Henderson, I thought, was the second biggest story of the weekend. I I, I expected Henry Parrish to commit to Ole Miss, the four-star running back. Zach Evans not to commit but to have a great time, which he did. But really, realistically, down the road, are they going to really be able to sign Zach? I doubt it. So I thought Marcus Henderson, another big-time defensive lineman or offensive lineman, he said that uh, who are the next schools, Georgia and Arkansas, recruiting him for O-line, Ole Miss for D-line. But he certainly could be one of those guys like a Jalen Cunningham that could play offensive line. What kind of ground do you think Ole Miss made up this weekend with Marcus since that has stopped the relationship between Henderson and Ole Miss has gone cold for so long? Yeah, I think they definitely made up some ground. I think you're you're very correct in that assessment. Um, was it enough? I don't know. I mean, he still got an official visit set to Georgia for the final weekend. Uh, and, and, you know, you're correct in the assessment that, uh, you know, Ole Miss is kind of started looking at Marcus Henderson as a potential defensive lineman. Um, he's a guy that could do a number of things, and he spent some time uh, over the weekend with Freddie Roach, which, of course, that was, you know, you may consider that wasted time at this point in juncture. <laughs> uh, but he also spent time with Randy Clements, uh, the offensive line coach at Ole Miss. And he spent some time with Joe John Finley, who's a tight ends coach, and believe it or not, uh, they talked to him a little bit about the possibility that, that Marcus Henderson could play some tight end at Ole Miss. So that could possibly be a second tight end candidate that you alluded to earlier. Uh, although I think, uh, I think in the pecking order, one would be defensive line, two offensive line, three tight end in terms of what their plans are moving ahead with him. But, uh, you know, the thing I noticed about him, and it's been a while since I had stood face to face with Marcus, is he slimmed down. He's lost some weight. And uh, very, very athletic. And if you see his daddy, you understand. His dad, his dad's a, a big, <laughs> athletic-looking dude, so he gets it naturally. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think Marcus Henderson, we're going to be asking the same thing about Marcus Henderson the Monday before National Signing Day. I think it's going to be going to be a foggy situation and probably boil down to those last couple days. Got about two minutes, guys, uh, before we're up against a break. Talk about uh, Henry Parrish, uh, the the running back that did commit, four-star. Yeah, no. um, and, uh, the thing I liked about him yesterday when I was talking to him right before he left campus is, uh, number one, he walked right out the doors and and came right to the, to the tape recorder and said, hey, I've committed, uh, but would you hold it so I can get back to Miami and I want to do, do it publicly with some family and friends. 
love a kid like that, right, Yancey? Yes. <laughs> it just rolls it out and gives it to you. So, of course, we sat on it last night until he tweeted it, and uh, much appreciative, but a very, very uh, impressive young man, uh, very considerate, and, uh, and, and and that's all fine and good, but what everybody wants to hear about is what he can do on the field, and, man, he just adds a whole other dynamic mm-hmm. to a running back's room that uh, is stacked. I mean, you, you talk about Jerry Ely and Snoop Connor and Kentrell Bullock's on the way. You you got a guy like Isaiah Woolard that's probably slipped down fourth or fifth on that pecking order when uh, fall rolls around the season, and he's a proven, capable SEC running back. You know, what was it, a year and a half ago, we all watched him run for more than 100 yards against Vanderbilt. I mean, that room is stocked so much so that they had to move Devon Penniman to the tight end room. Um, he's and a, I'm he's, excited about what he brings. I think he's a superstar in the making. Uh, they just gonna, they're just going to all have to be kind of unselfish with those carries back there, Chuck. All right, guys. Well, thank you, David. Appreciate it. We'll have you on again next week and get another recruiting update. Obviously, uh, you and Yancey next three be busy. Yeah, next three weekends. Mm-hmm. But, uh, appreciate your time, buddy. Take thank care. you, David. Right, again, thank you, thank you guys. A great job. Thank you, man. All right, Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over fifty years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at forty-eight ninety East Shelby Drive, you can rent, buy, or have repaired your own equipment at Rebel Equipment. I'm not going to flash back real far tonight, but I think this needs to be said. Even though I do not have firsthand knowledge of many of the guys Lane Kiffin is hiring for his staff, I'm blessed to have enough contacts in the coaching world to have gotten some pretty serious feedback about who he has hired. For starters, I have a couple of friends who have coached with DJ Durkin and Jeff Lebby and special teams coordinator Blake Gideon, and they say we could have not could not have gotten better coordinators. They believe all three are top-notch and destined for big things in the coaching profession, as in we will be fortunate to keep them as they move up in the ranks and enjoy them while we have them. Uh, the rest of the staff looks very qualified. I also can't explain how happy I am about having Derek Nix back as the wide receiver coach. And then having Terrell Buckley here, who also has Mississippi ties and should have an instant impact on recruiting. Even though Lane has one more spot to fill, the defensive line coach with the departure of Roach, I'm not worried in the least. It's obvious quality coaches want to work for him, and I trust he'll get another good one. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, thank you. Welcome back, Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Anytime we have, I can hear Chuck Berry. I say thank you. Uh, all right, uh, now we got Mike Clement on with us, the hitting coach at Ole Miss. Mike, how you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing good, guys. I appreciate y'all having me on. Always. Yep, always, buddy. Always. And we appreciate you doing this five or six times a year. Um, dude, it's cold out there. How do you hit in the cold? <laughs> it's baseball weather, right? It was 60 degrees last week. We get to start practice uh, or, or at least skill instruction on Wednesday, and uh, that's the way it's supposed to go. Uh, as said, we're in 14th years. It's supposed to be somewhere in the 30s, and we're supposed to figure it out. Oh wow! Do do you do y'all spend a lot of time in the new facility, uh, or do you or do you just gut it out? No, we do, Chuck and Yancey. We we uh, just depending on the day. Like uh, we had camp this weekend, but on on both Saturday and Sunday evening at five o'clock, we got the guys out there and we took around to BP and did some defense. Um, today we were inside, but um, you know it's important that that we spend time outside and. Um, in, in this kind of weather only because, you know, in all likelihood, we, we end up playing more games than we want to in this kind of weather. And like Coach Bianco always says, uh, we're going to play in this kind of weather and the scoreboard is going to tell us someone's going to win and someone's going to lose and we're not going to lose because of the weather. So, uh, we, we, we need to practice in it. All right. So let's, let's talk about the offense. A lot of new faces, some returning guys, uh, but, you know, some guys without a lot of experience. Overall, what was your – now that you've had a chance to sit back and analyze fall ball, uh, I, I know you looked over every stat, every at-bat, every pitch, uh, figuring out strengths and weaknesses of each kid. What do you see? Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess you have to start with – you're right. It, it, there, there are going to be some new faces in there. Um not necessarily. I, I think there'll be some uh, faces that weren't on our team a year ago, but I, but I think some people will be surprised at how many guys um, have at least been around a year. And obviously, a good place to start. You have to start there is with Keenan in the middle of the lineup. You know, um, guy who hit three hole in one of the better offenses in the country last year. Um, you know, if you're not going to have many back, that's a good that's a good one to have. And then you have Sir Video at the top who uh, stole 25 bases last year. So. You get those two guys back, and, and Kevin Graham, who was a freshman All-American and hit double-digit home runs. Um, that's a solid place to start. And, you know, from there, um, you start you start talking about some guys who are back um, that maybe haven't had success for one reason or the other. And I think we've talked about it, but Tim Elko, Justin Bench, um, names like that um, that'll be important pieces before you get to the to the newcomers. And you know what when when you lose five or six guys out of your lineup, it's nice to have the number two recruiting class in the country um, to, to, to filter in. And we're going we're gonna to definitely count on some of those guys to step in and play, play a major role in, uh, in what we're doing offensively in particular. So talk about some of those new faces uh, offensively. I'm, I'm Ch- Chatonier, I I'm, imagine, is a guy. Cade Sammons mm-hmm. uh, is probably a guy. Uh, who Leatherwood, Dunhurst, probably a guy. Talk about yeah. some of those guys. No, yeah, you're you're uh, you're hitting the sweet spot in there. Um, you know, a couple guys in the outfield. We'll start. We'll start there. Kate Sammons is a guy from Jackson, Tennessee, um, who who honestly was not um, one of the famous names coming out of high school. Um, you know, probably wasn't a a uh, highly ranked guy coming out of high school and just had a tremendous fall. He's a super athlete that can really, really run um, and just just exudes confidence. Uh, is, a, is a super confident kid. 
um, that is the top of the order, bottom of the order type guy who um, really had a had a tremendous fall for us. And then from there, um, you know, also in the outfield, Hayden Leatherwood, uh, a junior college guy from from Northwest, who um, you know is just kind of more of a seasoned guy. You guys know that you know getting those. Uh, Getting those guys with college at bats under their belt is important, and and I think he, I think I think he'll see significant at bats. And then um, the, the the other guy who I think we're going to count on pretty heavily is um, Hayden Dunhurst behind the plate. He's special defensively. It's a left-handed bat with some power. And um, since we've been back and and been able to work with guys, it's just five days, but he's really swung the bat well. And I think he's going to be special before his time's out here. And um, just and he was one of the highly ranked guys, probably the guy, at least on the on the hitting side of things, that we were the most worried about losing to the Major League Baseball draft. Um, those guys, those guys have been really good. The other guy you mentioned, Peyton Chatney, is a is a kid from Houston, Texas, who has played a lot of high level baseball. Middle infielder can play the outfield. is a really good athlete, and also had a tremendous fall for us. So um, <clears throat> those are some of the names that I think you know the fans are going to see in the lineup, and then obviously. Um, Elian Plumley and a couple other guys um, are going to are going to work their way in there as well, and um, you know it's one of, it's one of those deals where we feel like we have a pretty good core, and I, I think there'll probably be three or four spots where um, we give several guys some at bats and just kind of see who earns that spot. Coach, just just how have Ely and Plumley been hitting in practice? Have they gone against any live pitching? You know, some they've been out for a little while. What do you see from them offensively right now? Yeah, yeah, great question. First, it's probably the question that gets asked me around town um, the most, and I, <laughs> yeah, completely, sure. yeah, I completely understand why. Uh, uh, first, they have not seen live pitching yet. We'll start inner squads on Saturday afternoon, um, and so the pitchers are just getting ramped up. So, um, but they have been working out, and, and, and the first thing, and this will come as no surprise to you guys or, or the people that follow you guys really closely, which is a lot of people. Those guys are a different breed. And I don't just mean a different breed of athlete, which they are that also. Um, the energy that they bring uh, to practice, the confidence that they have um, is, is just a little bit different. And I think we've talked about it before, but when you spend a lot of time in a football huddle, which is the ultimate team sport, and uh, you come out there, uh, it's just different. And, and the only guy in my five seasons at Ole Miss that, that I would compare those two guys and the energy, the relentless energy that they bring to practice is Errol Robinson. Uh, you guys remember, I know, uh, from uh, a couple years ago, he got drafted in 2016. Errol, win, lose, or draw, came out and brightened everybody's day at practice. And uh, I know you guys saw that because you, you, you see behind closed doors sometimes, but I think our fans probably saw that too. But these two guys... Um, just have a different energy about them. Uh, it's, it's, it's infectious and they're fun to be around. From, um, the baseball standpoint, their swings look good. And probably like a lot of fans, um, I'm ready to see what they can do against live pitching. I, I, I can say this with complete confidence. Their swings, just the mechanic and the look of their swing, um, that's good enough. It's, it, it, their swings are good enough to be really good. Now the question right. is, can they take an at back? Can they spin on a slider and not swing at balls in the dirt? You know, um, it, the, you know that's the big question because we've all seen guys that have pretty swings that uh, you know 
struggle to see a breaking ball and swing and miss and those things. And, and conversely, we've all seen guys with, frankly, really ugly swings, but, man, they got good hand-eye coordination. They don't swing at balls. And you look up and those guys hit 315. So it can go either way. Those guys, um, from a practice and a batting practice standpoint, we're trying to make it really hard on them. But nothing can replace live pitching. And, and we'll start to see three weeks of that on, on Saturday. Coach, where are you going to get most of your power from, you think? Yeah, I, I kind of like where we're at from, from, from a power standpoint. Because we have two, two of those three guys that are coming back hit double-digit home runs. And obviously power has been our calling card the last two years where, you know, we've hit over 150 home runs, you know, the last the last couple years and uh, have been close to the top of the country in that in that department. Um, but the good is you got our, our, our team leader from a year ago that, that hit 15 home runs, Tyler Keenan back, and then Kevin Graham. You know, he, he was a freshman All-American because of the power, and he hit 10 home runs last year. So that's a good place to start. I think those guys both have potential to obviously hit double-digit home runs again. And then the guy who really surprised, and I think it's a name you brought up earlier that I probably didn't touch on, um, not surprised that he has power, but but surprised how well he took it back, kind of what we were just talking about with Elian Plumley was Ben Van Cleve. Um, this is a guy with, with good power. He's also from Northwest. It's the middle of we, – we took the middle of the order guys from – Coach Carson up there at Midwest, and um, Dan Cleve really showed that he can hit quality pitching this fall. He had a tremendous fall with some power, and uh, I, I would look to Big him to have some right-handed power, which is important for us. Um, if Elko puts it together, and um, you know the three of us have talked about that plenty, but if Elko puts it together, I think you know he has power potential as well. So I feel pretty good about the potential. Leatherwood has some pop, so I feel pretty good about the potential from a from a power standpoint, which this day and age in baseball is, is and especially in our league, um, that's something that's needed. It's important. Is, are, are there any guys, I, I notice you got some dual guys uh, like Hoagland and Trey LaFleur, any of those guys that are pitchers that can also help you at the plate some occasionally if you're in an emergency or, or maybe um, not even in an emergency? Yeah, there are those guys that you're speaking of have pretty well separated themselves not that they can't do both but the two guys that i would have the most confidence in um that are pitcher first also unfortunately are probably our friday and saturday guys that's hoagland and the casey um mm-hmm. those two guys actually have really good swings the hard part is if they were good enough to be in our lineup um they would be in our lineup they are probably somewhere in that 10 11 12 13 range and the hard part, like we always talk about, is the guy who's the 13th best hitter on our team usually gets a pinch hit appearance in the midweek when we're ahead 9-1. to one. Well, the last thing we're going to do is throw Doug McKenzie in there in a pinch hit appearance up 9-1 to one in the midweek and allow him to get hit in the finger and break a finger and can't pitch right, against Alabama right. on Friday night. So that's Boy, you'd the catch hell then, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, you're, uh, you guys would be calling saying, hey, our message boards are blowing up, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I blame it on Mike. Uh, it would, it would, <laughs> would be me. So. No, I'm joking, but yeah. – that, that's where the challenge comes. Those guys are so yeah. valuable for us on the mound that it becomes tough. Um, Trey LaFleur has honestly probably separated himself probably more as a hitter than a pitcher um, this fall. So all of those guys, there's been a little separation with that. Derek Diamond, I think, is the one guy, he's a freshman, who I think 
is going to play a very prominent role for us on the mound. And I know you guys had laugh on last week, and you probably talked about young kid from just outside of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got potential with the bat. Um, really, but he may be he may be still a year away, and I think he's at least going to compete to be one of our uh, you know fill out that weekend rotation. So again, he kind of falls into that category with with Nikhazy and Hoagland. Um, that uh, you, you just can't you can't waste at bats with the with with how important a role he's going to have for us on the mound. Coach, you had your uh, the JUCO you know player of the year, uh, Kel Baker. Hadn't really spoken about him much, and Connor Walsh. A lot of things were expected to him with all that speed. He struggled at the plate in the fall. Was that more confidence, mechanical, just not seeing the ball well? Where is he right now, Connor and Kel Baker as well? Yeah, great question. Uh, I'll start with Walsh. Connor is probably the latter, uh, probably a little more of a confidence thing. Um, has all the tools that, that, you, could, that you could speak of. Um, just a little bit too much swing and miss in the fall. Um, he's a super athlete, and I think big things are, are in front of him uh, in our program. Um, just right now, there's, there's probably a little more swing and miss than what we'd like, and, and, and we're working on that. And um, I don't think it's that you're never going to see him out there. I think you will. I just think some other guys have moved in front of him a little bit. Um, but I think his time is coming. And Cale Baker, um, he, he, he went through some mechanical things. He, um, you know, I think – not all the time, but sometimes from a junior college standpoint, uh, you know, you don't see as, 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 depending on what junior college you went to, you don't see as good a pitching, maybe day in and day out and get away with some mechanical things. And we've had to make some adjustments with Kale and, um, he's a terrific kid and I think, I think he's going to get his chance too. But, um, not that I want to pit one guy against the other, but, but Van Cleve, for instance, just kind of outplayed him, just had a tremendous fall and, Maybe has maybe has jumped in front of him for for a bats at least early in the season and sure. um, you guys know how we do it and you know we're gonna we're gonna make sure we got the right nine when when uh, when SEC play opens up and LSU comes to town um, but but we're gonna give some guys some opportunity so those names that you just said they we're gonna see them they're gonna get some at bats but I think probably other guys have have stepped in front of them at least for the for the front of the season. Um, my guess is our, our opening day lineup will not be uh, our lineup whenever the the last game will be, and our guys know that. And you know, it's open competition. That's that's the beauty of sport. Coach, we sure appreciate you, man. That's a lot of good insight there. I know a lot of people are chomping at the bit, ready for baseball, and and I am too. And you know, you open up with one of the top three teams in the country here, and. Keep those that's fingers crossed for some sixty degree weather that weekend. Wow, that'd be cool. So, well, anyway, we'll have you on before yeah. then. I hope and uh, thank you for your time, buddy. Yeah, if we can get that warm weather, it's going to be a madhouse this way. You can't wait. Oh yeah, no question. Record sales and tickets too. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Hey, thank appreciate you, coming. Right, guys. Appreciate y'all. All right, Yancy, we got uh, another minute or so. I'd say uh, you and you and David didn't get to. What you thought about the uh, Demond Clowney yeah. and uh, Zach, Zach Evans, Evans. Mm-hmm. top one hundred kids? Yeah, uh, Demond, you know he came. Good thing Wayne Dorsey, his position coach, remember him played D line mm-hmm. here, came down with him. Demond does not care about the recruiting media glitzy stuff. He doesn't talk to the media, so he didn't have any comments. But Ben was able to get in touch with somebody within his camp uh, yesterday and said that you know he's gonna he's gonna think about it through the week and he's 
you know, don't be surprised if he enrolls at Ole Miss by the end of the week. Hmm. He could, he's ready to go now. He could sign in the late sign a period and take some more visits, be too late to enroll and, and end up enrolling in May. But he has that opportunity to go right now if he wants to, to enroll in Miami. If he ends up visiting Miami, then it could get a little bit more hairy than what you would like for it to be. But I think that's where it lands right now. And then, uh, with Zach Evans, uh, I mean, from what I was told by his peers, he had a blast. But that that recruitment, Chuck, is so crazy. Heck, Georgia just sent a coach to go see him tonight after they let him out of his letter of intent in the early sign-up period, and they said they were out of it. So it's it's just uh, who knows. But if they got him as a cherry on top, Ole Miss is, is in a good position to run about, though. I'm not worried about it. Um uh, Somebody somebody did a crystal ball to Ole Miss for Clowney in our network. Who was oh, that? Oh, yeah. There's been a bunch of crystal balls to Clowney. Um, I think Ole Miss is, is at the head of the bus right now. All right. All right. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors, Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back. Cannon Motors and Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Final segment for tonight. Um, got Tennessee tomorrow night at Knoxville, 8 p.m., and then at Georgia, at Athens, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. for the men. Uh, the women are just not – they're just not very good, and that's just <laughs> all you can say. That's uh, about it. Waiting on waiting on help. She did sign a great class, supposed to be coming in here for next year. They'll be young, and she did lose her top player, a four-star kid, tore her ACL. So uh, uh, you certainly can't give up on this program based on the recruiting and based on injuries, but this year is, is uh, dismal and uh, tough to watch, to be honest about it. Uh, let's go to the control room with Mr. Jack Schultz and around the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. As you all know, LSU capped off the college football season with a national championship over Clemson last week. But then the coaching carousel took a few more turns, and Ed Orgeron and the Tigers lost both coordinators to new jobs. Joe Brady, LSU's offensive coordinator, accepted the same position on Matt Rule's staff with the Carolina Panthers. Defensive coordinator Dave Aranda took Rule's old position as the head coach at Baylor. His first game at the helm of the Bears program will be in Houston against none other than Ole Miss. SEC basketball took some unexpected turns over the last week. Auburn, after starting the season 15-0, dropped two straight games to Alabama and Florida. The Tigers were effectively blown out in both, and Bruce Pearl's team dropped 12 spots in the top 25 ranking. LSU is the only unbeaten team remaining in conference play. The Tigers are 5-0 in SEC play, 
13-4 overall, just ahead of Kentucky and Florida, who each only have one loss in SEC play. Only Ole Miss and Vanderbilt are without conference wins so far. The SEC Player of the Week was Mississippi State forward Reggie Perry, who averaged a double-double in games against Missouri and Georgia with 22 points and 11 rebounds. The Freshman of the Week is South Carolina's Jermaine Cuisnard, who scored 26 points, including the game-winner over Kentucky in his first-ever career start. Games to watch this week are Florida and LSU squaring off in Baton Rouge tomorrow night. The Gators looking to overtake Will Wade's team for first place. Number 15 Kentucky will travel to number 18 Texas Tech in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, while Tennessee goes to number 3 Kansas. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. And kudos to you, Yancey. You you just about hit the uh, national championship score on the head. You said 45-25. What no. was it? What was I, the final? 30, I can't remember. 49-21 or something 40, like that. It pretty close. 25, 24. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, LSU's offense was just too much. Unstoppable. The wide receivers. I mean, obviously yeah. the quarterback, but those receivers were the difference. Oh, Chase. Clemson, Clemson Chase just didn't so have good. those receivers. What is Chase, a sophomore? Yes. Whew, he is mm-hmm. so good. He is so good. Two of those three Jefferson outstanding. really good. No and their tight end, Moss, he's only yeah. a sophomore. Yeah, they're, they're good. But they don't have Joe Burrow now, and they don't have Brady now, and they don't have Dave Aranda now. That's going to hurt. But, yeah. but kudos to them. They they, they, they had a great year. And no doubt. What do you say? Now, you know, of course, it's all tainted by that idiot Odell Beckham out in the middle of the field <laughs> handing out money. What a jackass. Slapping the cop on Are the butt kidding? when he's frustrated. And... I mean, what a jackass. All right? You know, it, it, he he wanted to make it about him. It wasn't about him. It was about the LSU I don't even know if he team. wanted to make it. I think he was just so no, yes, it was. It's blown all out about of his mind. Ego. He was so buzzed up. Oh, it's he was all just... about ego, Yancey. It's all about me, me, me. That's, yeah. that's all it is with yeah. Odell Beckham, and it's sickening to me. Yeah. Um, I'd ban him from the program for yeah. LSU. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville, Mississippi. If you need a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, or a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices, guaranteed. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Well, good until the unexpected bolting of Freddie Roach to Alabama. It appeared Lane Kiffin's staff was settled, and it was pretty much a consensus that he had put together a really good group of coaches from a strategy standpoint to an X and O standpoint to a recruiting standpoint. And while I hate to see Freddie go, I I do not think one person will stop this show. I believe Kiffin will replace him with someone equally competent, and the train will keep gaining momentum. I just really have faith in this staff. And, again, I don't know a lot of them personally, but I just have talked to so many people in the coaching profession about what about Jeff Levy, what about – you know, Chris Partridge. What about DJ Durkin? And, and I mean, it's just one praise after another. And they've got no reason. These people have, are their peers, and they have no reason to lie to me or sure. embellish. So I, I, I'm excited about this staff. Uh, baseball practices started, and the countdown to the February 14th showdown with Louisville to open the season is ticking. What a great test to open the campaign and to find out how this young team is going to fare. I can't wait, and I expect all will be fine. And like Mike uh, Clement said, he's excited about the offensive side of it. We had Carl Lafferty on last week. He's excited about the mound, even though there are some question marks and some unknowns. 
Uh, these guys have been doing this a long time, and they think they've got the talent to compete. The bad, well, man, the men's hoops team just simply cannot finish a game, and they simply do not have enough offensive firepower to do so. Brian Tyree appears to be the only guy who can score with consistency and in the clutch. That's really disappointing so far for Kermit Davis Jr.'s crew. It's bad and could get into the realm of ugly if some more scoring options don't surface very soon. Good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. We'll see y'all next Monday night, hopefully talking about a win or two in men's and some better and some good recruiting news. Good night. I'd like to say a happy birthday to my girl, Olivia Tent and Hotty Toddy. credit card bill.